So the next guest on my podcast is Khalid Farhan. Um, many of you may not know who Khalid is. He kind of remains off radar, um, has a day job, building up a content marketing marketing agency on the side and does a bit of affiliate marketing. So welcome, Khalid. Thanks for joining me. Ah, no problem, man. It's good to be here. Good to be your guest. And it's funny because I interviewed you on my podcast a couple of weeks ago and now I'm in your show. So yeah, full circle. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. It's, it's good for you to finally be on the receiving end of some questions um, rather than sitting there um, you know, asking them. I think it's good for you to demonstrate who you are, what you do, and you know, share your your good story with everyone. So it should be a good one. Yeah, hopefully. So you're an Indian guy based in Dublin. Is that correct? That's correct. And um, when did you relocate to Dublin? So I came to Dublin in 2017, in September 2017. I'm originally from Bangladesh, a small country in South Asia, right beside India. For those who don't know. Um, and yeah, I came here in 2017 to do my master's. And funny enough, it was in digital marketing. <laughs> the The way it works in South Asia, the, there is a thing called Asian mentality with education. The thing is, uh, you got to get your bachelor and it's good if you get your master's too. So uh, I had my agency right when I was doing my bachelor's in marketing in Bangladesh. And um when my mom basically wanted me to do a master's and then I thought if I have to do a master's, let's do it on digital marketing. And uh, then I started Googling around which countries offer digital marketing masters. And funny enough, not a lot of universities offer digital marketing masters because I don't really think it's a, it's a master's that you can teach because by the time you finish one year, everything basically changed. So yeah, there's no point in doing a master's in digital marketing. But yeah, I actually found a university called Trinity College Dublin in here, Dublin. Um, so yeah, came here in 2017 and have been living here since then. So when, when you say that you went there and, and you know, would, would you say for anyone who's considering um, like a master's or something like that, it's it, that it's a good foundation or would you say forget about it and try and get self-taught? That's a good question. Um, if you're interested in learning digital marketing, digital marketing is so broad that it's not possible for a master's to teach you everything about digital marketing in one year. Um, so if you're interested in learning digital marketing, my recommendation would be not to go for a master's. Find out which segment of digital marketing that you're interested in. So it might be SEO, it might be social, it might be paid ads, uh, it might be PPC or whatever. Then try to get either get self-taught or find a good course and um, yeah, just browse around internet and find your solution from there because uh, I don't think I've learned a lot in my master's about digital marketing. Yeah, there are other benefits. Like if you're in a good college, you get the branding benefit. Uh, it's easier for you to network around. Uh, Trinity has a great entrepreneurial culture, so it's easier to meet other startup founders and stuff. But yeah, about the actual thing that you learn, you wouldn't learn a lot in a digital marketing master's. I mean, would you agree, like, I, I do some work with some local universities and um, what they do is tend to get people like me into, you know, someone who's currently working in digital marketing to try and give their input because the teachers are so far out of date. It's like guys who were doing digital, you know, five, ten years ago. Would, would that be the same at the place you were attending? Uh so uh, it's a mix. Um, the guy who did our Google PPC, there was a training about Google AdWords. I mean, there is a course about Google AdWords. And the guy who did that is a is a famous guy in Dublin. He runs his own agency and stuff. So he knew 
he knew what he was teaching. Most of the other ones actually were um, were base level people. Like they were more interested in teaching you the four P's of marketing than an actual tactical stuff. So the course actually revolved around more theory than practical stuff, if that makes sense. Interesting. No, I, I think it's, it's great for people to hear that, you know, someone who has done a master's is potentially saying it was a waste of time. Um, you know, I think, especially in digital marketing, as you say, there's so much to learn and so much changes that, you know, I would I would think it would be very difficult to um, to educate anyone, at, you know, as a university. Um, you know, I think just giving people a good grounding and then being self-taught is definitely the way forward. So um, from there, um, you know, I take it your plans are to stay in Ireland now or, or what, what's the plan with yourself? Huh, <laughs> I actually don't know. So uh, after, I made it, after I finished my master's, I got a job offer from, I first got an internship offer from Google, which I didn't do because it was in a sales role and I was not interested in sales. Uh, then I moved in a, in a small county in Ireland to do a digital marketing manager's role in a cell phone company. Did that for about two months and then moved back in Dublin and uh, joined a SEO agency and started managing clients for them. So I've been doing that. I don't really know if I'll stay in Dublin. My girlfriend is now doing her master's in Nottingham University. So she is uh, pretty much a Ryanair flight away. So uh, it's a good place to be in uh, than being in Bangladesh because I can just meet her on every weekend, every other weekend. And also when you're in Ireland or when you're anywhere in Europe, you get access to 28, 29 countries to be around. So yeah, it's a great place. Europe is a great place to be in if you're interested in history, traveling and stuff. So yeah, my plan is probably just be here for, for a few years, see how things go, and then decide if you want to settle in Europe or just go back home. Or maybe go, yeah. to, go to a third country and be a digital nomad. Who knows? Yeah, go go to America and crack that as well. <laughs> you know, the world's a place. So um, I think it's great, especially in this industry, you've got the opportunity to be able to do that as well. It's, it's amazing. Um, so you mentioned there that you're, you're working, um, you're still in that small digital marketing agency. That's correct, isn't it? That's correct, yeah. Um, so obviously prior to speaking to you on this podcast, you know, I dug about a bit and was, you know, interested in hearing a bit about your story. And what I found really interesting is while you have obviously learned um, digital marketing and then went on to get some experience in an in-house role, you also have a, a sideline gig that does reasonably well for you, um, a content marketing agency for people looking for Amazon content and stuff like that. Is that correct? That's correct. So uh, I started this as a, so I started, uh, I'll give you a backstory. I built my first affiliate website back in 2016 when I was still in Bangladesh. Um, so yeah, I built that. First one failed. Then I built a second one. That one did quite well. Then I sold it for about $6,000. Uh, then built a third one and kept on building a few. And then realized that there is a need for people. There is a need uh, among affiliate marketers to get good content. And good content was expensive and still is expensive. So then we launched this company called Passive Journal. The URL is PassiveJournal.io. And uh yeah, we started offering content service. We started we started doing the HP human proof designs route a little. So we started offering content, started offering ready-made sites, a few other services. Then then after a year or so, I basically canceled everything and only kept content there. And then since I moved in Ireland, uh, 
in 2017, I started also doing SEO because I saw there's there's a market for SEO services in Dublin and Ireland. People were interested, local businesses were interested in in getting ranked on the first page of Google. And I had this company that was only offering content marketing services. I wouldn't say content marketing, basically content services to affiliate marketers. Then I thought, let's start a second service offering SEO services to local businesses. So then we started doing that too. So yeah, now that business offers content for affiliate marketers and also SEO services for local businesses. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing. Obviously, you've felt the journey and I'm assuming uh, the web design side of things, was that just too stressful, too many changes? What was the reason for cutting that side of things off? Uh, <laughs> I didn't really have great success with the web, uh, the authority side building service. That's one of the main reasons. It was just um, the client pressure was too much for me as a one-person team to basically manage. And then I thought uh, it'll probably be easier on me if I just cut down that only offer content because I have these content writers who can do the content. I just have to manage the, the whole thing. So basically take the order from clients, pass it to the writers, get the get the ready content from the writers, check it, pass it to the client. So I thought that'll be easier for my sanity than just doing everything. But yeah, now now that the company is, has grown a little and also I've grown in last three, four years, um, I sometimes think about relaunching the services and I probably will relaunch some of the services again. Yeah, I think it's important you find your feet and find your niche and then probably expand out a little bit. I've done something similar when I had an agency and I was taking on way more than I could and probably should have yeah. um, all at once. But yeah, it's, uh, it's at least you recognise that early doors and um, reverted back to you know what a service that you felt was was working well. Um, so on that service you mentioned there, um, it's for Amazon affiliate websites and stuff. So do your guys also add the links and everything else, or is it purely someone says to you, "Here's the product I want you to review. Go away and write you know two thousand words or whatever it is." What what's the kind of process there? So the process is we don't actually upload the content for our clients. So the process is you go to the website, you order the amount of the amount of words you need. So 1,000 words, 2,000 words, or 20,000 words up to you. Uh, once you order, you go to a client portal where our client manager will send you a basically a format that you fill up. So you put your keywords, you put your instructions, you put your uh, product links if it is a product review, and then you send that back within that client portal. And then our client manager will basically take that see who uh, see which writers are available and they then basically pass it to that writer uh, we don't we do we sometimes try to do internal uh, outbound linking so natural authority outbound linking but we don't really uh, it's basically a word document that you get as a, as an end result we don't really upload it to your website or add images or anything like that because the oh, the price is also pretty low it's 23 dollar at this point for every 1000 words uh the way we manage to keep the price low is because we hire all of our writers on a full-time monthly payroll so all writers work for us full-time on a monthly basis so they work seven to eight hours a day 20 to 25 days a month that way we get to play with the pricing so yeah that's about yeah, it so how much did you see for a, a thousand words it's 23 dollars right now no, that's a, a decent price there. Obviously, um, prior to the podcast, you know, I was talking to you a bit about pricing and all that kind of stuff. You know, some of the prices can vary wildly. Yeah. And, you know, I think most guys doing Amazon want to get 
an element of quality whilst um, you know not pay, not paying an arm and a leg. You know, I think yeah. the the key here is you see some content writers who like for for me as an Amazon affiliate. I don't really care if the the content is perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect because no one probably reads it, um, but it's got to be good enough to, to rank well. So I think, you know, some content writers don't see that part and they're charging premium prices for, you know, something they probably don't have to. Um, you know, they could do volume and, and still make a lot of money. Um, so I take it you don't do any of the writing. Everything's just outsourced. Uh, it's just your pro yeah <laughs> that, that's correct we, we wouldn't call it outsource because all these writers are our full-time uh so basically they're full-time employees of our company passive journal uh so it, it's not technically outsource but yeah i don't do the writing uh there's a writing team of about eight people nine people now i think cool and and the, in, in terms of um volume you know what, what what sort of customers are you looking for are you looking for guys who are interested in like one or two pages or or you know can you cope with tons and tons and tons of pages you know i'm always asked by people tell me a good content writing service you know everyone just goes to um, tech brokering the likes because you know they can get what they want and there's you know the ability to order 50 articles there you know or whatever um you know do you have like specific volume like can you totally scale this up if someone wanted you know 150 articles so currently we do approximately about four four hundred thousand to six hundred thousand words a month uh we can of course scale up or scale down depending on the situation so for example in november we will get a black friday hit that always happens uh last year we had a massive spike of orders so we know that so we're plan- planning accordingly so generally how it works is when we when we know that we will get a hit with with a massive order um in a black friday or in a cyber monday we generally pre-prepare and we other than our regular writers who are working full time, we also have a bunch of freelancers who we have worked with in the past and we who we are in connection with. And basically, we then reach out to them and say, hey, we have some additional projects. Would you be interested in filling this? Uh, because time is crazy. And generally, we, we, we manage to do about, I would say about 800,000 words a month on a good month without any, <laughs> without any issues. <laughs> You need to you need to break the one million barrier just you <laughs> of being able to promote that that would be quite a good so the problem um, Craig the problem is I always try to so I have my own affiliate sites too and I always try to basically find a writer of our agency who's free enough so that I can give him some of my own work and uh, what happens is I kept I keep on pushing my own articles so I have websites which I started like five months ago and they only have like two articles now because I actually couldn't find a free writer on our own agency who will be able to do my own stuff so yeah that's a good thing probably yeah. oh no well good and bad I think um, you always do have to make sure that your own assets and stuff do you know, get get service properly, um, rather than service making everyone else millions of pounds basically, and yeah. and you know you're doing the kind of you know the legwork there uh, for that, but yeah, to their own. So, how many affiliate websites do you actually have personally? I actually don't have much. I only have two now. Um, I had about five or six last year up uh, till last year but then i ended up selling most of it in by mid 2018 uh yeah now i only have two and both of them are fresh so i'm not making much money from affiliate stuff these days 
Um, so is that something obviously you would like to scale up going forward or you know what's your plans with that to be honest Craig I, I don't really know probably I will uh, generally I build affiliate sites so I have a course uh, for my Bangladeshi audience it's in Bengali so if, if you want you can't buy it unless you speak Bengali um, and in that course I, what I do is I try to start one site every year build it from the ground up um, make it reach up to a thousand dollar a month or five hundred dollar a month and show the whole pro- whole process uh to my students so that's basically my motivation to start new sites uh when i do a new site i try to document everything so that i can show it to my students so the new two sites that i'm building right now both of those are getting documented every step of the way so that i can show my students uh what i'm doing and yeah that's pretty much that's one of the main goals of me starting new sites i'm not in the uh authority website game that strongly because the aco agency side and the content side is doing well um but yeah hopefully once these two sites start doing well i'll probably invest more time it's just i'm i'm also doing a full-time job monday to friday so it's very difficult for me to manage enough time to juggle everything uh so yeah things get tough um, no, I think it's it's you know a remarkable achievement to hold down a full time job and and even just do the the kind of content um, for affiliate agency if you like um, you know there's enough work there um, to you know probably kill most other people off never mind launching big authority websites and stuff um, so on that subject obviously you hold down a full time job and you know what what are your plans just to gain more experience in the agency for a while and, and just slowly build things up or do you have plans to um you know scale up massively on the, the, the kind of your own projects what, what, what's going on in your head with that so your listeners might have this question that that i get quite a lot of times that if you're making good money with your agency side of things if you're making good money with your affiliate websites uh what's the point in having a job why do you have a job and i agree i totally agree that the job does not pay even remotely enough to the amount that i make with my with the passive journal agency uh and with the affiliate side stuff but the issue here is that i'm on a visa immigration issue in ireland so if i want to stay in ireland i'll have to be in a job uh and that basically keeps me in that job it's not like i hate the job i like the job it's it, the job is also about seo managing seo clients and stuff which i like uh the the office is great too but yeah i have to be in a job till i'd say the end of 2021 or i think september 2021 before i move to the next visa program which basically will allow me to just do the business and do nothing else so yeah that's the reason that why i'm still doing the job Ah, right. Uh, no, I, I've never been aware of that. Obviously, um, I'm a UK citizen, so I've never had that problem. You know, I've never relocated or anything. So it's interesting to hear that, you know, because I know your your content side of things does very well. And it's, you know, it's a question I was asking myself. I'm like, if he, he's doing well on that, why the hell would he go to work Monday to Friday, nine to five? So it's uh, good to hear um, the reason for that. You know, sometimes people might just think, Okay, just wants more money, or you know, he's lazy and doesn't want to scale up. But it's interesting to hear that you know there's legal or, or you know reasons that you have to do what you have yep. to do. Let, so, the, let the Brexit um, hit, and he will not too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, hopefully, hopefully it all pans out. Um, okay, but I'm sure it will. But um, 
No, I think uh, what what you what you know a lot of us are ignorant here in the UK. We don't you know move to other countries, so it's amazing to hear you know a man from India you know coming here and how you know the, the kind of fights that you would have to to set up a business and obviously you know have to do your education and everything else. So um, it's interesting, interesting stuff. So when the September 2021 comes, I take it the plan is to then just do your own stuff, start up your own business properly um, and concentrate fully on that. That's correct. Yeah, that's my plan for now. Uh, Once September 2021 hits, I'll basically quit the job um, and then do full time on on the affiliate sites and on the content. If I, if I still have passive journal till then, I'll I'll probably invest more time on the agency and also more on on some affiliate sites and probably start some new ventures, new projects and stuff. Yeah. Um, so for anyone um, you know listening that is abroad, you know I've got a a fairly big Indian audience, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like a lot of hard work to then come and study here. Um, get a job and then build up your own stuff. I mean, is it really that hard, or, or, or you know, um, is, is is it plain sailing? You know, what would you advise to someone else in that position? Would you say it's definitely worth it, or you know, w- would you advise on something else now? Feeling all the kind of pain you have doing what you've done, would you recommend something else? Huh. I have, I've, I've a lot of Indian friends who studied the same masters that I did, the digital marketing masters, and uh, a lot of them went back. Uh, see, you and me, we the internet marketing community, we are in a weird situation where we know how to make our own money. We don't really need a job, and uh, but the the situation, the legality, the immigration stuff actually makes us. The immigration laws are not built in a way so that you can you can basically get done with your masters and then start your own business. Uh, I think UK probably still allows it if you have a lot of money and if you can invest a lot of money, you can immediately start your own business after you're done with your masters. Um, in Ireland and in the rest in rest of the Europe, I think, don't quote me on it, but I think you can't. You'll have to work in a company for a certain period of time. That company will sponsor your visa uh, for up to two years in Ireland. I don't know what the what the year phase would be in other European countries, but it, it would probably be the same. Um, so in Ireland, how it works is you get your master's, you get a two-year visa, and then you work somewhere for two years. And then basically you get a permanent residency, which allows you to work whatever you want, allows you to basically do whatever you want in Ireland. Um, it is not that difficult. If you're looking to get a job, um, especially in the SEO or in the marketing or digital marketing base in Ireland. It is not that difficult to get a job. Um, Ireland is doing pretty well economically. Uh, the big tech companies are all here. Um, so if you're from India, if you're from Bangladesh uh, or from that part of the world, and if you want to come and settle in Europe uh, and basically want to get a job and settle in, I would, I would say, yeah, doing a master's might be a good move for you. Just make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. Um it it might be a lot of hard work, but yeah, you'll probably end up being just fine. Um, but now I've got a tough question. I'm not sure. Um, you know, well, it's not that tough. But what do, what do right? So you come to Ireland. You really do need a job. Um, and you know, I'm a I'm an agency owner on Ireland. Just this is just hypothetically. Do you find that maybe? 
there's a potential there for people to use and abuse the fact that you're so desperate and you need that job um, to get your visa that they give you kind of bad wages or do, do you still get a standard wage? You know, how, do, how does that work? Uh, so there's minimum wage laws um, that will protect you. Uh, but if mm-hmm. you're good, if you know what you're worth, um, if you have stuff to show, I don't think uh, because see Ireland is now in a full employment. So companies are looking for people and they're not being able to find good people. And especially in the SEO space or in the digital marketing space, it's very difficult to find good people who actually know everyone reads uh, a brand in blog post and think that they're good at SEO. But people who actually uh, did stuff, people who actually ranked websites, it's, they're, they're still a rare breed to find. So if you're good at SEO, uh, I'm pretty sure that you'll not have a salary issue in Ireland or in anywhere in the world. I'm uh, just interested, and, and you know, never, I've never heard of anyone having a salary issue. Just, you know, I know that some people try and exploit people when, you know, their back's against the wall or whatever it may be. Um, and I didn't know if you know that was potentially a problem that you had found, mm-hmm. but great to hear that it's not, and your your value is is obviously rewarded. I think you're totally right, though, in terms of you know building up um, an agency. I, I you know I always struggled to find good people, good, honest, reliable people, and you know everything else can be trained in terms of skills, but I think there's a big, big, big lack of. Um, work ethic, um, especially you know where I'm based in the UK, some people just don't want to come to work Monday to Friday nine to five yeah. and develop themselves. Um, so yeah, I think there is a massive lack of good, solid, you know, honest people. And I think you know for me, um, uh, you know, I outsource a lot of work to you know all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people who have different skills, and uh, you know, I've got to take advantage of that purely because the locals don't seem to want to work so yeah it's great to hear that there is opportunities regardless and so obviously you're you're kind of newish to the the digital marketing game um out with obviously your masters in in learning and the agency that you're in and stuff like that do you the what other things are you doing to keep on top of the game or continue to develop you know is it blogs is it meetups conferences you know what how, how do you continue to grow huh that's a very good question um let me think what do i do to grow my my knowledge and stuff so the the agency actually really helps in that in this case they actually force you to do stuff that you wouldn't on your own probably do uh for example the agency recently is forcing me to do all the SEM rush basic courses, all the master's courses. I think we also have your course on our agency. So I'll probably go through that at some point. Uh, the agency forces you to go to uh, events like, um, I think we will go to Brighton next year, April. Um, so that way you stay connected to the world. And in general, just uh, if you're connected in the SEO community, I know a lot of people in the SEO community by now. Um, I'm doing a podcast on my website where I'm talking with SEOs like yourself, uh, like Matt Diggity and others, and you get to learn a lot from them. I'm listening to podcasts pretty much every day religiously. Um, and not because I, I want to make money, not because I need to know something very specific for that particular week or month just because i like it um i like the world i like the mar- digital marketing and the seo world so uh and uh and yeah you you build a few sites on the side and also i work for about 40 clients for our agency the agency that i work full time for uh, i manage about 40 clients for them and 40 clients 
of 40 different verticals have 40 different issues every day. And uh, when you solve those issues, you get to learn so much um, getting onto calls with those clients, with their marketing team, uh, finding weird Russian backlinks and disavowing them, finding out solution of what will happen when Google's new search console basically removes the disavow tool. So yeah, you get to learn a lot if you're in the industry, if you're just aware about things that are happening around you. I don't have a specific solution to how you how you can stay updated. Uh, but yeah, just these are the methods that I use to learn. Just keep your keep your senses open, listen to a lot of podcasts, see what smart people like Craig are doing and just try to get inspired or maybe sometimes copy what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You, I mean, there's no point in, in reinventing the wheel. You know, if something works very well, then just, you know, add it to your own strategy. And I think it's great that your agency are pushing you to learn, you know, other people's courses rather than their own. Because I think and it's always nice for people to learn from out with the agency. So, for example, any of my staff, I regularly get other people in to train them just to give them a different perspective. I take them to Brighton SEO and various other things so that it's not the same old rubbish that I'm talking, just to hear other people's ideas, other people's ways of working. So I think for me, um, you know, your, your agency do seem to be very on the ball in that respect and obviously going to Brighton and whatnot. I think networking is a big one for me when you go to events, um, just meeting up with other people um, is, is an important one as well. Um, but with regards to your podcast and, and stuff like that again still it's, it's remarkable you know a guy um who is fairly early on in his digital marketing career is running a podcast you know what was it just to you know what was the thought process behind that you know i know you said it's not money it's it's, it's not anything like that so you know you enjoy it and stuff like that but you know is that it just pure enjoyment you want to give back to the community or, or is there something longer term you want to gain from the podcast? So, uh, of course, there are stuff that I want from the podcast to happen, but yeah, I'm not looking for sponsorship or monetary gains from the podcast at this point. I've been thinking about starting a podcast for about 1.5, two years now, uh, but never really got the courage to start a podcast. Being a non-native English speaker, it takes a lot to basically start speaking. And I am kind of an introvert. introvert. I used to be a lot I mean, like I used to not talk to anyone, but since I came to Ireland in 2017, things started changing. I started to talking to people. But when I was home in Bangladesh, all I was doing was in my bedroom, building sites, uh, replying to emails of clients, never used to pick up phone calls. Um, but yeah, things are changing. Uh, about the podcast, my goal right now is just to interview good people. I have a I have a fairly big enough audience size in Bangladesh, uh, people the people in the internet marketing space, in the digital marketing space know me. Um, I have a YouTube channel also in Bengali, which has about 35,000 subscribers at this point. Um, the website gets decent visit from Bangladesh too. And and that community didn't really have access to someone who would be good enough to talk to people who are in the international space doing well uh, in the marketing and SEO industry. And um and yeah, so I wanted to be that person for them. That's one. The second one is, of course, uh, when you interview someone like Craig Campbell, uh, maybe down the line in five, six years, I'll need a job and I'll hit you up. <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll <laughs> uh, you, you don't know what you, what you don't know. You might need something from them at some point in the future. And uh, then you will thank 
that previous version of yourself that well done for the podcast that opened up that door for you uh, so yeah just networking just meeting new people and of course the third one would be um, there's so much to learn from these people. There's so much to learn from you and everyone that I'm interviewing. I'm interviewing a lot of SaaS uh, founders these days too because I have a SaaS product idea that I'm developing. So I thought interviewing SaaS uh, founders and trying to know what they're doing, what how they marketed their product and stuff, that is really helping me too. So it's purely if I if I so if I just give you the simpler version of it, it that would be just gain knowledge from smart smarter people uh try to give back to the benga bangladeshi community that i have and yeah just make sure that you network and keep the doors open for future opportunities for a rainy day yeah no i, th- I think it's smart and as i see you your podcast actually gave me the kick in the ass to do my own it's actually something ha- i have actually set up podbean and everything else that's going to host my podcast i've done that in April, and it's actually taken until now when i recorded a pod i've recorded lots of podcasts with lots of different people um, and then when i when i was doing your podcast um and i was just looking at zencaster and stuff and i'm like this is so easy and i chat so much garbage to everyone every day anyway that you know people may find interesting so i thought just get get Zencaster and just just start booking people in. So, um, you know, my reasons are not for money to gain. I think for me, I've got the experience and knowledge to be able to ask questions um, to people, you know, smart people and find out how they, how they do things or what the thought processes were or, you know, and, and that's what I want to give back uh, to, to the community, just, you know, a bit of knowledge and, and a bit of fun as well along the way, just asking stuff that, maybe some other people wouldn't ask um, and <coughs> offer value that way. Because I think, you know, we all want to hear real stories and your real, st- you know, the real way things have worked rather than the kind of um, fancied up version. The fancied up version is always very boring. So it's good to hear that people do have problems and um, and stuff like that. So that that's my role behind it. But for anyone looking to have a listen to your podcast you know where do they find you you'll find me on khalidfarhan.com that's my website that's where the podcasts get published um they'll be able to find those there and then from there they, they'll also get the links of itunes spotify apple um wherever you listen to your podcast you'll be able to find all the links from from that website cool um well Khalid, that is us pretty much out of time for today but um, I do want to thank you again for taking the time to come on and share um, a bit about your story and, and you know how you got there and everything else. I think a lot of people will take a lot from it. Um, and hopefully, as I say, we can maybe get you on in the future for an update, find out how the podcast going and, and how everything else is going in the content side. But... Um, yeah, so I appreciate you taking the time to come on. No problem, man. It's been a pleasure. That's It's one of the best ways to spend your Sunday, just chat with Craig about SUN life. <laughs> Thank you, Callie. No problem.